Welcome to the Duathlon Show. This episode, The Wild West. Duathlon is like the Wild West of the multi-sport world. There are no rules in Duathlon. There is no sheriff in Duathlon City. Triathlon, on the other hand, seems to have set rules about what to wear and what to do in each situation, race, or weather temperature. There's an ideal routine for T1 and T2. You should clip in your shoes to your pedals in advance and secure them to the bike with elastic bands so they're right side up so you can run bare feet and then hop on the bike and a flying mount and then, oh gosh. There's an ideal bike setup too. The only thing holding you back as an athlete from this setup, of course, is your lack of unlimited funds. Foolish you. Unless you're a dentist, in which case, you do have unlimited money, and you already have that Cervelo P567 million tri-bike. Good for you, Fred. Duathlon has almost no dogmas or best practices. It's actually hard to search for and find duathlon-specific information online. All the advice you find is for triathlon. Lots of try advice will work for do, but by no means all of it. Think of transition one, for example. It's actually way more complicated in triathlon than it is in duathlon. In a try, you come out of the water at the end of a swim, and then you might need to change outfits, and you'll certainly need to add shoes before you hop on the bike. In duathlon, you aren't wet at all, and there's no major outfit change, probably, besides a shoe switch, if you do use bike shoes instead of flat pedals. So, duathlon T1 is probably simpler, but there are relatively few articles and videos or other content out there about duathlon T1, compared to thousands of articles and posts and videos about how to nail the best T1 in your triathlon. Well... Since no one else seems to have any opinions about do T1, I'll let you know who does have opinions about do T1. Me. And I'll say that I think a lot of athletes used to triathlon are potentially making their duathlon T1s more complicated than they need to be. I've seen it happen in the wild. I've passed some of these competitors in duathlons who were having trouble coming out of T1 because they might have made their T1 more complicated than it needed to be. Duathlon is actually simpler than triathlon in many ways, which is one reason why I find it so accessible and appealing. Triathlon is so much bigger than duathlon to the extent that all the unwritten rules and customs of triathlon just automatically seem to apply to duathlon, even at the highest levels, even if they don't make sense. Take the recent Ibiza Multisport World Championships, for example. Almost none of the athletes racing the duathlon race at Ibiza 2023 were wearing sleeved kits or jerseys, as we call them here in the States. Almost all the competitors wore these tank top style, sleeveless, swimmable looking race suits. Now we know for cycling, studies show that sleeves make you way faster than no sleeves. 
having synthetic modern slippery fabrics covering more of your unaerodynamic skin saves you watts on the bike. But many of the athletes at the highest stage are simply wearing their sleeveless national kits, scoffing at the aero gods by garishly bearing their shoulders to the breezes. These race suits are probably the exact same ones they're going to wear in the following days to race the triathlon world champs races that they're actually taking way more seriously than the duathlon races. Now, might this leave room in the world for a specialist duathlete wearing the right kit with those super aero ribbed sleeves and the golf ball style dimples on the shoulders? An athlete who was peaking only for the do races without a trailing or upcoming try in the back of their head? I think it might. I do not think the concepts of marginal gains or the money ball philosophy are really being applied to duathlon yet, even at the highest levels. To say nothing about your local sprint duathlon, which is what I'm primarily interested in for my own small-time amateur racing career. I started this program because the duathlon show is the type of resource I wish I had starting out on my racing journey. I really did put duathlon into the Spotify and Apple Podcast app search bar about 500 times over the last year. Found a few episodes of some other podcasts, either triathlon focused or endurance sport or running focused, where they might mention duathlon or interview a try-slash-do athlete as a small segment of a longer, unrelated episode. I don't think I can ever remember hearing from a dedicated do-athlete who was not a triathlete. Um, found a few YouTube videos as well in my search, but all these creators, some of whom are excellent and that I still follow, um, moved on from duathlon. You would see them do one or two do videos, and then they were racing crits, you know, bicycle criterium races, or they were doing ultra marathons, or things like that, which I find interesting, but not as interesting as duathlon. I couldn't find any active blogs, sites, or shows that were specifically focused on duathlon, at least in English. For a while, as my obsession with duathlon grew, I thought about writing a book or an ebook or starting my own blog or website called How to Win a Duathlon. I still might, who knows? I thought of this idea before I actually won a duathlon and took down plenty of notes for it. How's that for hubris? Anyhow, I only won that first duathlon this month, May 2023, in my second year of racing. So who am I? My name is Andrew Brown, and I live and race duathlons in New York City. Not the multi-sport capital of the world by any means. I think that's maybe Hawaii or perhaps Florida, where you can train outside in good weather year-round, or maybe like Switzerland or Colorado or somewhere expensive like that, where you can live at altitude, in your van, in the lot of the local YMCA or rec center with the Olympic-sized pool, and you can push out vlogs with your dogs. New York is not the multi-sport capital of the world, but it is expensive, and it is int at altitude, so. But it does have a great local duathlon scene with some long-running races in Central Park and Prospect Park. Almost 40 years of history to these little local races, which were how I got into duathlon. Okay, why else am I starting the duathlon show? Well, importantly, 
I don't swim. I splash. I float. I tan. I drink cold beer on the sand or on the pool deck. This is what I do at a body of water, folks. I don't swim. I mean, I can. I know how to swim. I've swum confidently since childhood. But I want to limit my swimming to swimming out to the floating dock to lounge and tan, or swimming from my tube to the floating cooler tube to grab another beer during the boozy river tube float. I'd happily do a triathlon. If the first leg could be a stand-up paddleboard or a kayak leg, I never said I hated triathlon and I would never try one. I never said that. Never let it be said that I said that. Never even let it be thought that I said that, or thought that. Don't even let that happen, please. So yeah, I don't want to swim and then keep racing hard to some finish line. My finish line is poolside. Thank you very much. I want to swim and then retreat à la plage, and then drink Anne's seventh beer before going back into the ocean briefly, because the ocean is the little fishy's room, and it's my room too for what they call in the cycling world a nature break. So let's leave the swim, bike, run of it all to the fishes. After all, our motto here on the Duathlon Show is stay dry. We're about that run, bike, run life. It means we can sleep in instead of doing those stupid 6:30 a.m. before work pool sessions. It means we have socks on the whole race. It means we're actually working harder than the tryhards, burning more total kilojoules and/or producing more total watts over a comparable duration. Running at race pace for 20 minutes is harder than swimming at race pace for 20 minutes. So you come into the bike more tired after a run in a duathlon. In the 1980 film Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, which was the second edition of that film series, which somehow confusingly later became Episode Five of that series. Don't ask me how. The character Yoda says, quote, "Do or do not. There is no try." Not going to do the accent. Sorry. We'll get there. Do or do not. There is no try. Interpret that how you will, dear listener. But、uh, Yoda was a Jedi master, so I tend to take his advice pretty seriously. Now, for all that being said about triathletes, we are a friendly and welcoming community here on the Duathlon Show. So if you are an Iron Man or Iron Woman, aka a Tony Stark or a Robert Downey Jr., we welcome you too. We know you guys often rock up to late winter or early spring duathlons as training races and accidentally win them without caring or even celebrating or smiling when you cross the line or smiling for the podium photos. Thanks for nothing, guys. Us doers really think about and look forward to and target those March races the whole winter. But whatever, you should just come and win my local sprint do on your way to Kona or wherever. I've mentioned that I'm relatively new to the sport of duathlon still, and that I wish there were more resources out there that could help duathletes, help newbies start and build confidence going into their first race, help growing obsessives make informed decisions on where to spend their money and time. 
well, I am still new and I'm still missing a lot of those resources, so I decided to start the duathlon show in an effort to educate myself and the public along the way. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I would definitely call myself an obsessive. And I've done okay so far in my brief amateur duathlon career. My first race of any type in my entire life was a duathlon in March of 2022. I came 30th. Since then, I've raced four more duathlons and came 6th, then 2nd, then 4th, then 1st overall. So what can you expect from the duathlon show? In future episodes, I'd like to explore topics like, do you really need a triathlon or TT bike for a duathlon? What's the best lace setup for your running shoes in a duathlon? What about using two different pairs of shoes, one for the first run and a separate pair for the second run? Topics like, how to pace yourself? What NBA player would make the best duathlete? What are your hydration options in a duathlon? And of course, why you should skip that Ironman or 70.3 and do a local duathlon instead. That's it for this episode. I'd like to thank you all for listening. This has been the Duathlon Show. Stay dry, everyone. You can follow the Duathlon Show on Twitter and YouTube at the Duathlon Show. Questions or comments? The Duathlon Show at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the program, please leave a good rating and review on the platform where you found it and tell your friends. You can support the Duathlon Show by donating at ko-fi.com slash the Duathlon Show.